Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, just because of the time that it was, we talked about why it's so hard to adapt to the one hour time change when we go to daylight savings time, whenever it's not that hard if you just miss an hour of sleep. So if that's interesting to you, you can go back and listen to last week's podcast. This week, we're going to talk about what is one of the most important things you can do to improve the diet you consume. Now, before I tell you what it is, I'd like for you to promise me you won't immediately turn this off. Because by the end of this, I will give you some concrete advice on how you can accomplish this. So just bear with me, please. But the answer is to cook more and eat out less. Now, I know a lot of you are already, you're reaching to hit pause, to hit stop. Just wait. In 1965... 88 to 95 percent of all meals were prepared and consumed at home. It took an average of 60 minutes to prepare these meals. 13 percent of the Americans were obese and 1 percent were severely obese. In 2007, only 65 to 72 percent of the meals were cooked at home. Only 27 minutes were spent preparing them, which meant they were using a lot of pre-prepared stuff. 34.3% were obese, so up from 13% to 34%, and from 1% to 6% were severely obese. It's not necessarily the lack of cooking at home that caused that, but there is the trend. If you eat fast food two times per week, you're probably 10 pounds heavier and have two times the insulin resistance of someone who does not eat fast food two times per week. They did a study in ninth graders that had a fast food restaurant within one-tenth of a mile of their school were 5.2% more obese than those that did not. Now, I would like to point out that I am not anti-fast food. I don't think that McDonald's has set out to see if they can make us fat. Fast food restaurants simply give you what you want. They give you a fairly inexpensive, tasty meal fairly quickly. They have done their best to equalize the perfect ratio of sugar, fat, and salt so that we will come back again and again and again because it's quick, it's cheap, it's tasty. There is nothing about that that suggests evil. They're giving you what you ask for. And matter of fact, once in a while, I eat fast food myself. So let's not villainize the, the fast food industry, but let's realize that the more food that you take the responsibility for and you cook at home, the better it is because it's not just fast food. If you ate greater than five meals at home in a week compared to less than three meals prepared at home in a week, you most probably weigh less than the people who ate less than three. You have come closer to reaching your fruit and vegetable intake. You have consumed more vitamins and minerals. You have an improved cholesterol profile and you have less chance of type two diabetes. And also those who followed some form of the Mediterranean diet 
at home have fewer cardiovascular events than those that do not. That makes it pretty plain that the more meals you eat at home, the healthier you're going to be. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. The food you cook at home is less energy dense. There are few calories per serving in that. Um, you're a little more concerned with getting quality ingredients instead of uh, just the cheapest ingredients you can find. And even considering that, if you cook more at home than eat out, you probably, according to statistics, you save about $100 per month in food expenses just by buying and preparing your own food as opposed to paying someone else to do it for you. So why don't we cook? The number one list of reasons that people don't cook. One was shopping is just too much of a pain to find that particular ingredient. I, I don't go in that part of the grocery store. I don't know where this stuff is. The next one was I tried it and I failed miserably. The food was terrible. Next one is it's way too complicated. It has too, takes too much effort or I don't have all of that equipment. So here comes the advice on what you can do to overcome some of those. First thing, find a friend that you trust that does some cooking and get their absolute go-to favorite best recipe from them. Now, don't worry about that it's a nutritious recipe. Just about anything you cook at home is going to be better for you. Next thing, try it just the way the recipe says and realize that if you mess this up so bad that the family dog won't even eat it, doesn't matter. Domino's still delivers. You're not going to starve to death tonight. After you've made it, then try to improve on it. Don't don't go out and start, you know, I'm going to cook seven nights a week. Start small. Start easy. And when I say try to improve on it, try to improve on it both in the ease of cooking and the taste of it. Now, I say the ease of cooking. I am one of these crazy people. I absolutely love to cook. I think it's a fun thing to do. And I will look at a recipe, and because I've done this a good bit, I'll be like, there is no reason other than the fact that you were bored and wanted to spend an extra 45 minutes in the kitchen that you would do all of these steps the way that you've got them put here. You can shorten this, you can simplify, you can leave this particular thing out completely. So once you've gotten better at cooking, you can say, well, you know, that really wasn't necessary. So when you're looking at the recipe and you think, well, why couldn't I combine that step? Or why couldn't I shorten this? Or why couldn't, why couldn't I do that? Next time you make it, try making that change. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's not as good. So you know, that's the what you have to do is you have to just try it and see what you can and can't leave out. Cooking is not as magical as people make it out to seem. There's a lot of it that's common sense. The next thing is, is improving the taste. We don't all like the same things. Some of us like more salt. Some of us like less salt. Some of us like really super spicy things. Some of us think that black pepper is plenty spicy on its own. So whenever you're making this, if it calls for a teaspoon of Italian seasoning and you really like it to be spicy, put a teaspoon and a half in. If it's too much, back it off next time. Um, change the kind of cheese they put in it. If it calls for sharp cheddar and you like a little bit more tang to it, put extra sharp cheddar in there. If you don't like it as much, put mild cheddar or leave the cheddar out. The idea is not only to make stuff that you like, but to get to where you're more relaxed in the kitchen. You're more able to do things. You don't have to have every little 
gadget that it advertised to cook with. A couple of good pots, a good frying pan, a good knife, and maybe two knives, a small knife and a large knife. And for your beginners, a smoke detector, and you've got it made. Uh, you can always add stuff later. The key is to keep it really simple and focus on something that you can be successful on. After you've gotten to where you've got that recipe mastered, add another one. If you're with that recipe mastered, add another one. And then you don't have to keep getting all kinds of new weird ingredients, any learning new techniques. Keep it to a minimum. And then after a while, you have a good repertoire of things that you can make. Final piece of advice is just don't stress it. Turn on a little bit of music you like. Get somebody that you uh, enjoy spending time with that can either help you in the kitchen or at least spend some time talking with you while you're cooking. If you're the kind of person that does that, pour a glass of wine or a glass of sparkling water or something and just relax while you're cooking and all this will come together and you're, you will notice the difference in your health and in your wallet. I hope that helps you make your fitness funner this week and we'll talk to you again next week as we try to make fitness funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.